Welcome back to the Burning Barrel. We're in this dingy alley. I just got the kindling going, and uh, it's been two weeks, but it's my birthday. It is. Yes, happy so, birthday. Special birthday episode, um, which doesn't really mean much, just that you guys know that. And I guess, wh- whose birthday? Who's even speaking right now? Hey, welcome, new listeners. Uh, my name's Nathan, and Paul is here. Hey. And hello. we're two uh, Canadians yes. who have known each other for some years and watch movies and play video games and stuff. And more recently, we started working together at the same company, which has created this really depressing rift where we can't see each other ever. So, has it? Like, yeah. has it? No, it hasn't been because that bad. It's the biggest kind of... rift ever has been that you lived across the city forever. It's so true. it never worked out that we hung out anyway. <laughs> it's like, hey, now we live way closer, but it kind of doesn't matter. So Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was like maybe two weeks ago. It was like, oh, there's this dinner theater. We should invite Paul and Aaron to go. Oh, yeah, no, that'll never, ever work ever. Right. Okay. I guess we'll just see it. Yeah. So, yeah, stuff like that happens. Or, hey, we should see this feature film alone because we can't invite our friends Sure. Life. They, they're working right now. But that's just, yeah, that's what happens. Um, But yeah, movies and games. That's mostly what we talk about. But also life here in Alberta, Canada. So specifically, a because window we don't into know where, our world. We don't know what life is like anywhere else. It's true. We don't, especially so. not in Palestine. Anyway, oh, no, no, we're not, we're not talking about There's it. There's so much bad shit going on. It's it's really bad. It's really bad. So we'll, we'll hey. Sin political show. Leave your politics at the door. No, no. Both of them. Okay. Both okay. of your politics? Both of them. Because there's people who are just like wishy-washy. They don't, you know, not right. picking sides, right? They're fighting in our st- our streets in Calgary. It's there's true. Like fighting happening. It's weird. So Also, yeah. the Boston Tea Party. Just like stay in your corner. We yeah. don't care. Just, just we don't care. But what we do care about is Sidney Lamette's career. Um, I mean, arguably, <laughs> like, probably more than what's going on, which is a terrible thing to say. Well, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's the more truth, within though. my area of expertise, I guess. What with my film minor that I never claimed, which came to light <laughs> today. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess I should, like, tell someone at the university that they should give me that. Like, in Oh, writing. you don't have that? No, it's oh. like I did all the courses for it. Okay. And then was like... Well, yeah, they gave me the main thing, which is my BA in English. So that's, you know, it's kind of just like a addendum or something, right? It's like, no, no, you need to talk to like another faculty and be like, hey, you guys, give me that thing. So I need to do that. Have you ever in- heard this song, What Do You Do with the BA in English? Uh, dude, that song is from Avenue Q. It is. Which is the musical we went and saw at the oh. Inter Theater. Oh, that's so Age West. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was my first time at Stage West, which is a Stage West is really nice. It's yeah, it was nice. They had a kind of nice seafood table that I thought was real good. Had some stuff there. Don't they um, just have? It's basically like a classy buffet, right? Yeah, if I remember correctly. Uh, but... This was the brunch buffet, so it's maybe a little more like expected quantities. Just like, yeah, there's eggs, and we got some uh, omelets over here and stuff. Well, yeah, but, but yeah. there's not just like. The greasiest, worst dried out bra- bacon. It's like, all <laughs> sure, it's like we pan. got this heat. We we got these heat lamps and like fried chicken. The heat lamps are doing the cooking. That's why we bought them. <laughs> like, so there yeah. you go. It's like no, no, it's it's a classier affair than that. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, I saw that musical, which uh Did you like it? It's I like it. It's kind of I liked funny. it. I, I'm trying to think what my kind of it seems like it it kind of just reminded me of things I have with musical structure of just like the point of this is to find excuses for these songs. Like most of the meeting like the meaning and the thought went into writing these songs. Right. So the story structure is kind of just like, hey, there's this dude and he doesn't really know what to do. And oh, he meets this girl and all oh, it gets kind of awkward. And then they both get bailed out by totally improbable millions of dollars. End of thing. And it's just like, OK, right. like that's cute and funny. But with like the weird Deus Ex Machina ending. Total Deus Ex. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, man, in real life, things just get more depressing at that point. Once you're deep in credit card debt and have no job. But in this, it's just like, hey, the weird guy in our building gave us a sack of money. Like, it, I don't know. I thought they kind of got themselves out of a corner. They painted themselves into lazily. Like, too but, easily. Yeah. Yeah. The songs are why you're there and the Muppet kind of callbacks and stuff, which, it, yeah, it was it was totally fine. It was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And yes, there is there is a song about having a BA in English, which I still don't know. Apparently, you get a job at your airport. And then that is the technical answer. Yeah. Get it. Get a job at the airport. That That's the that, you know, that's the that uh, song might actually officially be. Is that sucks to be me there? Yes. That song? It's also that song. That's a different one, though, right? It's a different song in the same musical. Yeah. So okay. yeah, everyone's singing it. It's good. Yeah. Robert Lopez, I guess, if we're going to like. And you know, elaborate on who this is and what's going on. It's the Frozen guy, but yes. before he did that, so it's oh cool. yeah, no, Avenue Q's been around for a long time, <laughs> like 2003 or something. Yeah, it's been it's made its rounds around everywhere. So yeah, yeah. Um, so finally made it to Calgary, and I... actually they do it regularly in Calgary. Apparently, oh. uh, which which I didn't know, but I was reading up on it probably I don't know like a year ago or something. And um, it's one of these things that, like, they kind of give the rights to every city's, like, performing arts groups. Okay. And they can choose if they want to do it. And they usually do because performance art and stuff like that is boring. So, like, why not go to something that's at least entertaining? Yeah, puppets and jokes. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, I guess, yeah, it was, it was a pretty slick production of it. I, I... With a lot of the theater I end up at, it's usually like, oh, it's like a local theater kind of group. And I kind of judge it based on like kind of guarded expectations of just like, well, I could hear all the actors and uh, my seat was comfortable. So I don't know. And the food's good. Yeah, the food was great. So I don't know. That was a great time. It's like, is it like good soul stirring theater? I don't know. I I guess not. But I mean, it's the local university. What are you going to do? Whereas this was like, no, it was like professional stuff. That was pro-grade business, as far as I can tell. Like, it is weird to think that the pro-grade here is at Stage West. Yeah. Which is essentially, like, almost, like I said, a buffet. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I've gone to Stage West for a production, it's been really well done. So, Mm -hmm. it's like, why doesn't this happen at the Jubilee or something? (laughs) But, whatever. Yeah, downtown, I've I've only recently been to, like, Lunchbox Theater, which was okay. It was, like, a one-man show by this uh, local news host. I think I talked about that. Um, but, yeah, I haven't seen any big productions downtown at the Jubilee or anything lately. So, I can't really say. Maybe this current state 
of Coward Theater is fantastic. But it, it all I know be. is they don't have like salmon and stuff, so it's better. That's they it. didn't have salmon. Oh, down there, yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, like overpriced stuff, I guess is what they have. Maybe a bag of chips. Oh, at like yeah, at the concession stand at yeah. their theaters, yeah. It's like if you want this apple, they usually provide some sort of sort of healthy option as well. Wayne's yeah. coffee. Apparently, that's really screwing over vending machine people. What? Okay, have you ever met the guy that fills up the vending machine in our warehouse? Uh, no, not really. It's usually just, oh, it's full again. Cool. Okay, he's kind of a scumbag, oh, but, like, oh, he's okay. a super nice guy. Yeah. Like, he's a scumbag in the, well, he's a bus driver. He's a businessman? He's a bus driver, like, as his normal day job. Oh, okay. And, like, was a carpenter, so he's just kind of, like, a scummy dude. But, like, he's okay. nice. He's not the type to fuck you over. But if you think, like, a stereotypical New Yorker or something, that's kind of how he is. It's, like, loud, kind of obnoxious and, like, has that little accent or something. But he's fine. Like, okay. okay. Um, he was saying that, like, ever since they put this thing in, like, no sugar in schools and all that bullshit, he's just, like, seen his, like, profits and stuff plummet to almost obscurity. <laughs> ah. So I never really thought about it, but it's like, yeah, if you're not like selling celery sticks or something, you might be fucked <laughs> for what? that. Oh, like if he has multiple machines, like at our warehouse, it's just like, God, whatever, I'll just have some chips like right. have soda. Right. And that's what like, like I'm thinking bought all the sodas this past week. So that's yes. a good sign for him, probably. Yeah, no, he was really happy about that, so he filled it up completely, but then Peter yelled at him. What? Why? Because he's, like, saying that you should come more often and keep this thing fucking full when I need it and stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. just ba the back and forth of scumbags. I don't know. <laughs> Blue collar beefing. Yep. Yep. But, okay, so, hey, that was all a roundabout way of saying... That Sidney Lumet's family business is mm -hmm. almost a good movie. But then it isn't. Right at the end. <laughs> it's funny because you watched this at work. Yeah. Because I talked to Peter about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll bring it back so he can see the ending, I guess, if he seemed inclined to see it. But um, he seemed to be liking it when I was watching Yeah, no, it. he was saying he enjoyed it a lot. So. Yeah, but we th that's the thing. We made it like 80 minutes into the movie, and it's uh, just shy of two hours, like an hour and 50 minutes or whatever. The yeah. last half hour, just I don't know what they they just decided that it should change directions into like just being kind of a family dramedy mm -hmm. and got all kind of weirdly self-serious about like a thing instead of the thing. And I don't know, it was kind of weird to just see it change gears and end on kind of just this, well, that's too bad. And you're just like, why, why, why didn't you solve the whole thing with the family heist and like that guy that screwed you over? Eh, whatever, something more important came up and you're just like, I don't know. It just seemed weird. They just changed directions. Um, I don't know how to, well, okay. The basic movie is about uh, a grandpa, his son and their grandson all getting together somewhat reluctantly to steal some stuff from this lab. Isn't it the mob? It's not really the mob. It's okay. more just like they are a family of thieves. Of thieves. Okay. 
yeah, like going back two generations, like thievery is just the family like secret profession. Oh, so they're Nathan Drake. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Sean Connery is the oldest one, obviously, and mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman is his son, who's since kind of shied away from being involved in crime. And Matthew Broderick is the the grandson, who is supposed to be like the straight straight arrow, like the going to college guy. But he's like, I found like a pretty good opportunity to steal some shit. Right. So he wants to get involved in that. And it's kind of there's some squabbling about whether or not they should do that. Then they do. And guess who gets pinched? All of them. The grandson. Sure, because he's the youngest. Why not? Yeah, youngest, most inexperienced. He fucks up. And now it's kind of this beef between like the the dad who didn't even really want to do this. And the grandpa has kind of just been a bad influence on his whole progeny <laughs> for a long time, um, but kind of having a good time with it. I don't know. There's like good like reading up on it, like after the fact, I guess there was a lot of criticism of it at the time of just like, man, who would ever buy Dustin Hoffman as Sean Connery's son? And I was just like, I guess you're right. But sure. I didn't care at all. Or like Matthew Broderick. Like, yeah. Like how yeah. is he related to Sean Connery? It's like not at all. But you know what? It's just fun to see good actors act with each other. So I didn't really just like people forgetting this is a movie. Yeah, like, Dustin Hoffman and Sean Connery have some great scenes together, and it totally doesn't matter. Like, I was just like, that was some that was some fun stuff. Just well-delivered lines, good, you know, everything I want from both of these dudes. Like, right. wry, salty humor from Sean Connery. Like, just kind of explosive, like, manic stuff from Dustin Hoffman sometimes. I don't know. It was, it was like, pretty great. And then it really just went in a weird direction at the end. I will say, there are burning barrels in the movie. Good. Confirmed. Eyes on. I, I kind of snickered when I saw them. Um, I'm not going to put the movie in there, but like just barely. Like It's because of the strength of the cast and like that first two thirds. So it's kind of like it's kind of on the, okay. it's on the edge, right? So this is a weird and like picture I'm going to paint okay. because it you have to imagine that the barrel is in the middle of your living room as if it is like a coffee table. Oh, so there's just a barrel hole in the center of this coffee table. Right. And on so the like on the on coffee the on the table side, it's there. Like it's by it. It's on it's, the table. Like it's, it's get, ready to go in, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Like get it's not it's not I'm not gonna sh- you know, give that little nudge in there, but it's it's sitting there, which is too bad. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens. Uh two movies I watched today, I'm just gonna huck right in that barrel. Uh oh. Okay. I was just Wow, what is this garbage? Uh, both of which I own, so I screwed up. The Terminal with Tom Hanks. Yeah, okay. Romantic comedy, uh, Steven Spielberg, airport stuff. The one moment where I went, oh, was when I saw an AKE. Oh so, my God. Yeah, right? I was just like, <laughs> damn, they just use those everywhere. Whoa. How about that airport inside jokes that now matter? It's what amazing. about Stanley Tucci? Stanley Tucci is there. I his character is just so frustrating to me because he is basically just you are bureaucracy the guy. You just <laughs> him right, yeah. And like, I don't know. They just kind of pin all the things that are going wrong to this character Victor Dvorsky on like this one dude when it's actually just a system that is at fault. Like, it's just 
because of the way like we have so much paperwork kind of covering everybody's ass and all this stuff, this stupid thing happened. But who cares? This guy's an asshole. This guy's a stick in the mud right here. That guy sucks. And you're just like, this is such a lazy way to kind of vilify okay. it's, this problem. Is this maybe because, like, you know, kind of behind the things is like there is so much red tape. Yeah. So like, that like, so why much- isn't my cargo there, man? Why isn't yeah. it there? And you're just like, oh, shit, I'm the dude now. I'm bu- bureaucracy, bureaucracy the person right like, now. I have to be bureaucracy the person sometimes. <laughs> and I don't appreciate being perceived that way because it's not my fault. Like, right, because like what people don't know is all the shit we go through if there's something out of line. <laughs> yeah, like it's I don't know. It's like Stanley Tucci just wants to hang out in his office, guys fishing stuff. He's just trying to do his job. He just and- wants to watch family business until he's ready to go home. Like, <laughs> sure, he's trying to have a good day at work, and this constant irritation of like this one customer who just won't go away is what's bumming him out. And I just, I, yeah, already, I automatically had like five faces pop in my head. Yeah. I had no, Oh my God, those faces this weekend. <laughs> we'll talk about that after, um, <laughs> just recurring irritation of just like every week feels the same because of this one constant factor. How do we prevent this? Does this so, have to do with flowers? It sure does. Okay. I like that guy. He brings me coffee. We're good. It's not so it it wasn't even it was because of the situation that was brought into play. Oh, ATS. I'm going to call them out by name. Fuck them. Okay. it it was several things that were just kind of. No, no, it was ATS because they were two and a half hours late, right? It was no, no, no. It was partially that it was partially like another airline and the other the other office just being really grouchy. I'm just like, hey, uh, dude wants to call and ask about this flips out. And I was just like, okay, like, okay. literally, we'll, we'll get into names afterwards, but it's just like, I am the messer. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, man, like I, there's bee in my bonnet and I don't want it there. Can you help? Rawr! Okay. I'll yeah. We'll, we'll name names afterwards. The only reason I said ATS is because the problem like you had with them Saturday, yeah. I had with them Sunday where something was supposed to be there at noon and they didn't come in until almost three mm, delays for that same person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my, my problems with the terminal barely stem from that kind of stuff. It's more sure. just, it will. It's just like super contrived, implausible scenarios that just get more and more silly. And it's weird because like as I was watching it, I was reading up on kind of like the sparks of inspiration for this whole story, which is this dude who was an Iranian refugee who ended up living for 17 years in Charles de Gaulle Airport. In CDG, we sent so much meat there. I know. So it's just like, (laughs) oh, weird. Like, there were times where airport codes or something would come up. (laughs) Yeah, those motherfuckers. But, yeah, yeah. so this guy lived there for 17 years. Didn't have a cute romantic comedy happen. Wasn't the greatest contractor ever. No, it was like the worst part of his life ever. Yeah, he was apparently kind of like just mentally damaged at the end of it. Ended up leaving because he was sick and had to go to the hospital. Like, it's not a fun story, but this movie wants this to be a fun story and just kind of forces it to happen through implausibility. Like, it's just like, oh, he's going to leave. The whole airport shows up to kind of give him free stuff and cheer him on. And you're just like, this would never happen. Like, this is New York City. I don't even live there. 
but right like people 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 like that aren't even like that in canada yeah they're like self-interested they have their own shit going on maybe like weeks down the line they'll be like oh hey where's that guy oh yeah didn't you hear he left oh okay he was kind of cool like that's all the reaction you'd get you wouldn't get like this big pep rally like yeah broxy sucks go victor like i don't know also, just casting Tom Hanks as, like, this Eastern European guy seems kind of racist. Well, it's the worst, because his accent is fucking terrible. Like, it's just this fake, like, I don't know, affected, I speak broken English thing, and it's kind of just cringy, like, inherently. I, d- I don't like that movie. I th- I don't know. I think I just bought it because it was one of those Walmart dump-in things. I was like, eh, it's Spielberg. It couldn't have been that bad. And it, I don't know. It's, like, there I'll with... Do- well, honestly, like, it's not that bad. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a waste of time. It's not like the worst movie. It's, it's not like production value is terrible or acting no, is bad. It's just that like you don't care. Fake airport for it. And like it's well lit and everything, but whatever. Like John like, Williams. They, they rolled a camera and had lights. So yeah. Five out of ten automatically. I, I kind of, yeah, around five out of ten, four out of ten, maybe. I think I gave it a four ultimately. That's going um, in the barrel, though. That's in the barrel. Uh, and later, just kind of a couple hours ago, we watched this movie that I was kind of anticipating a bit called Trans-Siberian. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Okay. I don't... You love it? I did not love it. Okay. And I was, I was thinking I might, but I don't know why I let myself think that. It, it's Brad Anderson, the same guy who did The Machinist. Mm-hmm. Which I think I'm still going to say that movie was a little more interesting, but I ultimately kind of felt that movie just doesn't matter at the end of it. You're just the machinist. Of, yeah. Well, it's boring. Yeah. It, yeah. Kind of. This movie has pacing issues of just like okay. it takes a long time for like the thing to happen. And it's it, OK. It's Woody Harrelson and Emily Mortimer are a couple who are returning from China via the Trans-Siberian Express. Uh, just a giant train voyage, like seven days or something. Right. Um, the movie opens though with Ben Kingsley, uh, finding this frozen corpse in a like ship or something. It's just like, oh man, those drug drug smugglers at it again. Okay, so like sets the stage like with a little bit of ominous, like oh murderers, I don't know what's going on, drugs. Um, Woody Harrelson, Emily Mortimer basically run into a young couple who are drug smugglers. And it's pretty apparent they are drug smugglers, but the movie kind of plays a little cagey about it. Because they're like, hey, want some drugs? No, they're just like, yeah, we got all these uh, Russian wooden dolls. There's nothing weird with that, right? We just got a whole case of them. Oh, we got to hide these up here. Dogs are coming. Like, I mean, yeah, it's heroin. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so their their bunkmates on the train are kind of sketchy. But Emily Mortimer, oh, one of them's this kind of young, hot Spanish dude. I don't know. Gonna flirt a little bit with that. Oh, he's trying to attack me on this kind of vacation. Bludgeon. And then the rest of the movie is her not wanting to cop to the fact that she hit this dude who's trying to rape her and he's dead. Okay. Yeah, but that's like the linchpin of the whole movie. So I don't know. I just it was not great to see it play out because it was kind of just if this character just copped everything this movie would be over like it would just you know oh yeah no that's kind of understandable homicide right there that's pretty crazy that that happened but you know okay but no she just is like clamming up and super guilty about it 
And then you just kind of see those wheels spin for like another hour. And Woody Harrelson's her husband trying to kind of defend her from all this crap going on. But I don't know. It was boring. Is it is it safe to say that Brad Anderson has a problem with pacing? Like, I forget what the issue was with the machinist. It was like being like, oh, it's kind of weird. Like, what's this guy remembering? Why is he so damaged? And then it just turns out to be something dumb that like happens every day. That's what ruins that movie of like uh, it's like, oh, what's going on? Something boring. Oh, I'll just forget about that one then. Because like, like, I remember it. It was just like it spells out literally every question you've built up over the course of the whole movie. And then you're just like, oh, well, fuck it then. And then you just move on and toss it in the barrel because, uh, you know, Christian Bale losing a thousand pounds or whatever doesn't matter. Well, that was the draw for that film, which is a terrible thing because that film didn't stand for itself. Yeah. The and, draw was that Christian Bale lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. And this movie, I mean, Emily Mortimer is fine. Woody Harrelson is fine. Ben Kingsley is there and he's okay. But like, it's like no one performance makes this interesting. Oh, Kate Mara's in it. She doesn't make it interesting either. She's kind of okay. quiet for a lot of it. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's like the cast is fine, but they don't like no one player is like, wow, that's some stellar business right there. So there's, there's kind of just no real reason for it. It's just, uh, it's a train movie. It's got a kind of exotic location and everything. Some sketchy stuff happens with drug smuggling, but it just doesn't pay off in any real way. I, I was not very impressed with it, which is why I felt I could spoil it a little bit because it's going the barrel. You shouldn't watch it. I just told you. So you're welcome. There you go. Brad barrel. Anderson did session nine, which I enjoyed. Okay. I I can admit that has some the pacing actually in that isn't bad because it's kind of like a horror. Mm-hmm. Like a mysterious like what's going on sort of thing. So the boring pacing can you could make the excuse that it's deliberate cuz this guy's going crazy like well have you seen it? What no, session I haven't, nine? I haven't seen it now. So um it's basically a crew that I can't. I don't know if they have an actual name. They clean out asbestos in old buildings and stuff, like a, okay, yeah. a crew of like four guys or something like that. And uh, they they have to do this like old abandoned like asylum sort mm-hmm. of thing because I they're probably tearing it down or something. So they called them in to get rid of the asbestos. It's an empty, scary mental hospital with like creepy mental hospital things. <laughs> Okay. Like like tape recordings from the 50s of like some of the gross stuff they do and procedures and shit like that. Yeah, it like all based in reality because like this shit actually did happen back then and whatnot. This guy, one of the guys is like slowly going crazy, though, and like hearing stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then there's a twist or something at the end. But when okay. you're dealing with someone kind of losing their mind, maybe the slow methodical pacing is fine. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't notice it so much. But when you're talking about like this train movie where there's kind of it sounds like there's like a crime drama going on. Yeah, it's supposed there. to be like, yeah, crime mystery thriller kind of thing. You got to pick it up a little bit, maybe. <laughs> I guess it's not it's not a mystery. And when you say train movie, I assume it's a mystery, but it's not. It's just a thriller. So okay. it's just kind of like getting to the thrills took a while. Like it was like almost just like a vacation movie. Like, just kind of like, yeah, this couple's kind of, you know, in their 30s and 40s. They're kind of on this vacation and they're having relationships and it's a bit of a relationship triangle. And like, if anything, pacing wise, it might remind me a bit of Talented Mr. Ripley, 
where okay. like nothing really goes crazy until like a while in there. And then but, it doesn't hit that mark anyway. Well, I don't know. I found that movie just really creepy and weird. What trans trans Mr. Ripley. No, I'm saying like oh, yeah. this like is going this up to a, hit... pi- a pinnacle and then that pinnacle is still meh. Yeah, like it doesn't ever hit the same highs of just like, oh god, this is like the weirdest character to spend time with and just that kind of stuff. It's uh it just kind of this woman is annoying. If she just said what happened, this would be like way easier to deal with but she doesn't because guilt i guess but it doesn't really like teach anything about guilt maybe just like i I don't know the the truth is the only way to get rid of it or something it's like well yeah like yeah of course like meet your parents had that yeah that movie wasn't great either but i still i will say it was the best one yeah of all those i never saw meet the fockers or the what the hell the other one was called? Yeah, don't. What is there? Is there a third one? I think there is. I can't remember though. Little Fockers. Little, yeah, right. Little Fockers. When they have kids. Yep. They made three of those. Yeah. So like, yeah, sight unseen. Throw that in the barrel. No, I don't know. Um. So there's that. There was also a film in the theaters. There was. Deliver us from evil. Oh, okay. Right. Which, uh, director of Sinister, Scott Derrickson. So that was kind of the hook of just like, oh, maybe this, maybe this will be good. Uh, Eric Bana's in it. Eric Bana, the Incredible Hulk, makes his return. Yeah. Um, really, like, the only thing that stood out to me from that movie was Joel McHale's in it in, like, a serious kind of, Like, I mean, he's the comic relief in the movie, but it still calls for him at one point to have like the savage knife fight with like two knives versus a dude with an axe. And I was just like, this is so ridiculous right now. Like this is Jeff Winger from community in like a ridiculous episode or something (laughs) just felt weird. You know, it's funny that you say that because at like, even going back to, um, holy shit, I'm just trying to remember the informant. Yeah. Like where he's FBI. Yeah. He's still like, winger that's just yeah. him now so it's like he's been like retroactively typecast by right whatever. yeah like it's i don't know so i was kind of just amused by him being there how is the, olivia munn she's she's there a couple times she doesn't really get to do much like, yeah because she's, she's not an actress right home. so i mean she's in the newsroom and the first season was okay remember when i liked that show because of her uh eh, occasionally she's fine she's a yeah. I but will, no, I will like never be able to take her seriously. Fair enough, I guess. She's not center f- focus at all. Center focus is Eric Bana and this like Spanish priest dude. And they're kind of on opposite sides of what to do with this case because uh, Eric Bana is all like, no, this is just a serial killer. What are you talking about? And the priest is like, all right, well, call me when you're ready to admit that this is totally demonic. Like, call, call me when you need an exorcism sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and okay. there's like a fat 20-minute exorcism scene at the end of that movie, so it happens. Oh, man. Okay, like, you made that sound like it was a good one, then. It's okay. Like, I mean, it's basically just a serial killer movie, but what's happening is this ancient, weird, demonic thing they dug up in, like, Iraq during the Iraq War. Right, so it's just like, topical. Yeah, which is weird, because the book and the story that this is based on was published in, like, 2001, 
So they just updated it, I guess. They just changed the facts to make a screenplay, which, you know, movies. Well, uh, didn't you know that Iraq is terrifying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they treat it as such. It's like this unit of soldiers, like Call of Duty is basically happening. And then these four dudes find this weird underground tunnel. And then they find some fucked up shit. And then the rest of the movie is kind of like, what did they find? What did it do to that one guy? Why is he so creepy looking? And yeah, demons. That's like the beginning of Hellraiser. All of this shit started because they went to Morocco. Yeah. Or like the beginning of the the Exorcist itself. I was like, doesn't that open with like a desert and like Max von Sydow? And this yeah, it does. Place? Yeah. Like, they like it, unearth the devil or something like it. I don't know. It's really this dumb. Weird, like stone face thing. And then they cut to here. But the face is still like in the background. And they're just like, what is oh, that? What was that movie that I think there was a movie that did a. Uh... Some stuff with Dominion did okay. some stuff with that with weird stone temp tablets or something like I guess where you find or like you find out what's going on with that statue and blah, blah, blah. I never I can't remember Dominion right now. I saw it once and it was like a night of drinking. So, fuck, I don't it's, remember. It's pretty fuzzy, but OK. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. Ancient evils are unearthed and they cause problems. But. I don't know. See, seeing the problems kind of play out uh, is somewhat tedious at times. Like Eric Bana, I don't know if he phones it in or he's just not great. He's just not great. I'm pretty like, sure. Yeah, I was really underwhelmed by uh, his his role here. Like, I mean, I was thinking of Sinister while I was watching it because it's the same creative team, sort of, right? Like same director. And I was like, man, like Ethan Hawke actually tried in sinister like he was actually an okay central human for that movie yeah like eric banna just isn't pulling his weight here like he's just like i'm a cop i don't believe in this shit oh it's going all weird and like he's having flashbacks to this bad thing that happened but it just doesn't really pop ever so yeah there's like a couple scenes in that movie that are okay but it, it wasn't anything super special um so yeah i, I probably Good. Like, I mean, if family business isn't in the barrel, this is in the barrel. I'm going to put it in the barrel. So, boom. One this more. one, too? Yeah. Oh, just, shit. We got a full load tonight. It's been a kind of, yeah, middling week of stuff for uh, for films. Um, Game-wise, I was playing Mario Golf. <laughs> I still can't believe you bought that. <laughs> it's just I like... bought it. I, I played, like, all of it, essentially. Okay. I, I mean, I did the three triple crown stuff. I got like all the courses. I was got gold on those, like the tournaments. Um, there's more to that game, but it's kind of annoying stuff of just like, hey, collect all the coins, hit this golf ball and collect 800 coins. Yeah, hit, fuck hit, that. Hit the ball at the coins, and you're just like, I don't. What's what? Like, I can just hit it forward and back at coins. Like, oh, you got 753 out of 800. Game over. Yeah, you're, you're just like, like nope. I don't want to play that again. You're right. So, and then there's like one putt, one or one on one putt challenge. So basically you get two strokes on all of these courses, but they're like specially designed courses. And again, it's kind of just a game over thing of like, you got to get eight courses in a row, like eight holes. Oh, you got six. And there's like, well, can I just like have a medal on those six? No. And now try this again. No, you got to do all of it. All right, I, I think I won. I beat this game, I guess. I'm going to turn this off and start playing MLB 13, the show. Really? On the Vita. Okay. That game is, like, deep 
in ways I don't know that I want from a sports game, but I'm kind yeah. of impressed. Yeah, a lot of people say that it's like amazing how much there is in a is, baseball game. Apparently, this is even kind of a smaller version because it's the Vita port, so it's kind of missing a couple features. But even so, it's like there is a mode where you can play as a like you just select a player type make your own custom character and then just you are a baseball player but you yeah. start like the double a's or whatever and you're trying to get into the big leagues and all this kind of stuff you're just playing your own baseball career um but it's kind of weird because like they almost acknowledge that yo baseball is like fucking boring it like, is yeah. in like you know having played baseball as a kid where it's like you're an outfielder like 99 out of 100 plays are boring because you're just standing there. yeah like nothing gets hit to you so you're just kind of like well okay so the game kind of just simulates a lot of stuff and then periodically prompts you to play so i was playing as a shortstop so it's just like hey in the third inning two down one more a ball gets hit near you so are you going to be able to catch it like it kind of just like involves you periodically in a way that's kind of realistic in terms of how much playtime actual players get. So, or it's like, you know, you bat four times this, this game, four innings. It's like, that's more realistic in terms of a bullpen. So, okay. But unfortunately that does involve just a lot of watching a simulated game play out. And you're just like, well, we lost, but that's because the game doesn't really hinge on one person in reality. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So I played a bit of that mode, and then it was kind of, uh, what else you got? Also, I kind of just jumped in. I didn't have any sense of, like, some of the control quirks. So there were, like, stupid mistakes happening of just, like, I wouldn't have tried to steal. I didn't know if you swipe the back pad, it does that. And like, it's just like, yeah, you, you fucked up. Why would you try to steal while well, that dude's standing there with the ball? I, I Yeah, okay. So I made a bunch of dumb mistakes. Um, but then there's also just kind of a regular management mode where I think you're actually just managing. You don't ever need to play baseball. So cool. I got bored of that pretty quickly. Sure. It's like, hey, do you think trades and like training are exciting? Like parts of baseball? Like, do you want a fantasy base- baseball simulator? No. Well, yeah, me neither. But there are people that would love that. I d- I'm sure, though. Yeah, so it's it's almost like the football manager 2013 or whatever. Like it's just like in the game too. They just put the simulation, like the management sim in Dude, it. Dude, that makes way more sense than having a separate thing for that. It it really does. Um, this, like the sports game benchmark for me is still NFL 2K5, which had like a a career mode where you're also kind of going back to your your kind of team headquarters and customizing some stuff doing some trades getting ready for like the what is the big thing like every year after the season there's the whole draft the big the big draft sure okay yeah Yeah. like they would have that in there but it wasn't like super in-depth between games every time this seems like a little heavier than i want in terms of the term like the just the career management mode but i don't know my I thought my thirst for like golf games would translate to other sports games. So I gave this a try. It was like 10 bucks, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to really muscle through and have fun with this baseball game much longer. I'm going to say you won't be able to. Yeah, I tried though. It, it seems well-made. It's just, I, I have not been on board with like sports games for 
nine years. So, yeah, I, I didn't really... I got in over my head, I guess. Sure. It's understandable. But, yeah. Uh, I've been talking a lot. Um, yeah. And, and I know there's more films in my in the past little while, so I'm going to try to remember those. But what have you been up to? I've been working. Did you watch anything there? Nope. Did you read anything? Nope. Did you listen to any hot jams? Uh, Not anything new. Just, okay. the, just the usual. Like... In my off time, oh, okay. This is new, but I don't know what I can talk about yet. Okay. With it, because I not, I'm not fully in yet. I started playing Eve online. Oh man! Right. <laughs> That's a uh... okay. Um, the biggest hurdle for me so far has been when I play an MMO or like want to play an MMO, I load it up. I make a character or whatever. So that's not in there because you don't really make a character. You just fly ships. Yeah. Like you make a character, but it's essentially just there for like a screenshot of your like portrait. So other people can see like what your character might look like in the ship. Yeah. So it's completely pointless. So there's that. Then the next thing I like to do is like get a feel of the world or whatever. Look around a little bit. Maybe see like little critters running around or like this, these weird alien things I'm going to have to kill 10 of and steal their bones or something and hand it into this guy who has like a weird fetish for their bones. Yeah. And that's not in there. No, it's all space. It's all space. It, it looks fantastic. Like it's really nice looking. There is no world or hub or anything. The closest thing to a hub is like when you dock into academies or, like stations or whatever it's just kind of like your ship is sitting in the middle of a platform and there's just menus everywhere yeah so there's that and then the next thing i like to do is i like to start like uh, like going around doing quests and stuff maybe grinding a little bit like to get that next level and feeling accomplished that i yeah like i leveled up there's a little like pain sound or something Maybe like a glow or a flash or something that comes on the screen that says level up or whatever. Or congratulations, you're level three. Something yeah. like that. That's not in that game. And when I like to level up, I like to go, oh, I'm going to go my like class trainer right now and see what new skills I got to make my adventure feel even better. You can level up in that game and like train new skills, but it'll take you nine days. Like, you're saying, like, the stuff you queue up is just like, well, come back in, like, nine days. Yep. You'll have that skill now. Yep. Yeah. I dabbled with that game a little bit a few years ago, and it kind of just seemed like, show up every day and queue up some stuff for tomorrow. It is, it feels like it is, like, aggressively trying to make me not want to play. Yeah. In a weird way. But at the same time... I am kind of intrigued at what there might be ahead when I'm past this. Like, I want to... Right now, I'm training up so I can be a level 5, like, starship frigate, and not engineer, like, pilot or something, so I could get a better ship or something. Right. So, it's been a couple days now. I think I'm almost there. But, more importantly, like, it's just been weird having to think that 
when I get home, I should cue this up and then like go to bed. Yeah. Like I should jump on the computer just to click a button and then like I could do whatever. Then I'll watch my YouTube. Then I'll read this thing. Then I'll like do whatever. Mm-hmm. But like even before we did this, I went into Eve online, made sure the queues were going OK, closed it and then like said, hey, I'm here. Yeah, like, to me, though, it almost sounds like those YouTube, or sorry, those iPhone games, where it's just like, hey, I'm playing The Simpsons Tapped Out. I'm going to build this. It'll be done in eight hours. Okay, well, I'm going to close this app. Like, why isn't there just an app that lets you queue up new skills that you get, and then you can just do it all the time? Apparently, there is. Oh, yeah? Okay, well, good. They figured it out. They, They did it. I, like, I'm going to get to why I'm doing this to begin with, because, okay. first of all, I like MMOs, yeah. and I'm trying to become somewhat of, there was a period of time where the PS2 is out or whatever, the PS3 just came out, and the Xbox and stuff like that, there was a period in time in there where I had stopped playing WoW completely, so I, like, kept my focus for video games on everything that was out, including, like, the NHL, like, series and, like, the Madden stuff, where, like, I at least tried a little bit. This is when you could still rent games, by the way. Yeah. So it was easy to do this. More diverse gaming <clears throat> tastes. And Blockbuster had this great thing where it's like, give us 30 bucks a month and you can just kind of trade games in and out as you want. Yeah, so I did I, that too. I did that all the time. So there was a period in time there where if you asked me, like, what's good that's out right now, I could give you a list. Because I have, I had literally played everything. So I'm trying to get that way again with kind of like these older PC type things that are big. Because I'm not going to be able to find every indie PC like bullshit jam game ever. Yeah. But like the stuff like Eve's, all your like different types of MMOs, some of the like bigger action RPGs or like turn based strategy stuff or. The RTS strategy stuff, like, um, like I've been look. I'm just gonna start going back to the old Divinity games a little bit. I'm gonna try to see if I can play any more of Deus Ex, even though it's not good. Um, like I'm trying to get this kind of like bank of knowledge in my head or experience in my head, maybe of all this different stuff. And Eve has always been that elusive thing that was like, this is a huge thing for a subset of people in life and i can't understand why and it was five dollars on steam this last week and in our social circle uh ty uh, from the spaghetti cast Mm -hmm. he was as into eve as i was into wow when i was an end game raider so he knows this game inside and out and he's like i will train you (laughs) Oh, you got a guide. I have a dude. <laughs> and the first thing, I was like, okay, I bought it. What do I do? He was like totally serious about everything. He just like, look at this app. Look at this stuff. We'll get into this a little bit more. Make sure you train up to this. And maybe by Thursday, we could try something out. <laughs> like, so I got so... a regimen for you to figure this out. Dude, this that I'm telling you right now was Friday night last week. And he's yeah. like... Get yourself up to a level five uh, frigate or whatever and like level three or four, whatever you can get to for the some cannons or whatever, the hybrid cannons or something. 
Yeah. And then like, we'll go from there. Hopefully you'd be able to do that by Thursday. If you're diligent with it. I was just like, dude, what did I get myself into? He's like, this is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, well. Yeah. Welcome to Eve. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's like the things that sound interesting about that game isn't like, it doesn't seem to guide where it wants you to go. It's more like there's so few restrictions on what players can do and what players are doing that, that you almost want to get plugged into like that kind of the businesses in the game that are like warring and weird long term like battles between different factions and all that stuff. That's all like player driven stuff. So right. the actual quests in the game, like I don't know if they're interesting. They're not. They're means to an end of like experiencing this crazy player driven madness that's happening at all times in this like alternate world which you hear whispers of it and yeah it does sound intriguing but yeah i was not able to get over that hump of just like the time investment the attention like it was just like i that sounds no i'll just uh, periodically hear about something crazy that happened in there and be interested but yeah but good for you good luck so yeah i'm i'm at least trying it and i even told them i'm like i'm gonna try this for the free month and then we'll I'm going to decide from there. So if you want to like resub or whatever, go ahead. But I'm not promising anything. He said, that's fine. I wouldn't expect you to and all that sort of stuff. OK, but, Um. so I guess I'll keep up on that with like certain stuff that happens as I learn them right now. It is essentially like train up the game. Mm-hmm. So I do it like you would for these other games, like you said, on the iOS device where you would just like pop open your app. It's like your civilians are hungry or something. So you pop it open. You're just like, okay, here, like buy more bread and then like close it or something. Yeah, it's like, well, this will take 60 minutes. It's like, okay, close. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's what I'm at right now. I will be able to get into more next week because I think he said he has this week, like my weekend that's coming up. He yeah. has some of the similar days off, so we're going to spend, like, a full day in there probably, and, like, he's going to teach me some stuff. Okay. So I'll be able to report back a little bit more about that. But that game, like you were saying, one of the things that intrigues me the most is that I was reading up about it, and I think there's, like, an FAQ on their, like, actual site, like, the dev site and all this shit. And one of the questions is, like, what can you do like in Eve or whatever? And their answer was like basically anything you want, like that the game allows you to do with ships and stuff. And then they're like, the next question was something like, can't this lead to um, griefing and like stuff like that? And they're like, yeah, (laughs) that's part of the game. Yeah. It's like, seriously, it is like, if you don't like human interaction, which comes with people like trying to help you out, maybe getting a small community of guys together and like a little bandit crew of ships and like go hopping around mining or like finding people in like space rocks. I don't know what the fuck you do yet. Like if you don't want the good with the bad of these like 60 battle cruisers or something coming in and destroying you and like destroying all the faith you had in humanity you sure. shouldn't be playing this like this or is like, just oh real yeah life. bandit crew just invited you in there to lure you out into this deep space and blow you up and take your stuff that that was also one of the tips that he said when he was like make sure you train up your frigate blah 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 and he's like if anybody talks to you ignore them don't accept anything <laughs> i was just like oh fuck like there are conditions <laughs> attached to all this stuff. Like yeah, or just yeah. like hey, let's do a trade. I was, I'm joking. I was just gonna murder you. Thanks. Right. Like I'm not sure 
why that is. I like I said, I'll probably be able to explain later on if he tells me. But I just found it funny that like one of the opening things that is like, great, you're on your way. The first thing he said is like, follow the tutorial. They put that in there so they could try to start getting new players because that wasn't really in there before. So that'll help you learn the basics. Then you'll want to do this and this for when we meet up next. Also, don't talk to anybody and don't accept anything. It's like, that's so terrifying. Yeah, don't talk to strangers, dude. It's so weird. It's like I'm a little kid on a bike again. Yeah. And it's like, no, dude, it's like Airdrie. You're fine. Ride around. Just don't talk to anybody or like look at anyone. Yeah. Because they might kill you. As long as you follow that rule, you'll be fine. It's like. I've been following that terror. rule all my life. Yeah. So I'm probably fine. Live in a state of fear at all times. Right. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is the deep end of the video game pool. I'm, I'm here playing Mario Golf. Woo. But yeah. I'm basically in the like dark net for video yeah. games right now. <laughs> yeah. What would that be? What would be the deep net or dark net or whatever you want to call it for video game like culture kind of that dude like <laughs> probably like the thing where it's like no i was invited into like a pirate game and we went around basically destroying people's lives or like there were <laughs> real world like i forget who it was there was like a government official guy like an actual agent who was part of that and used it as a recruiting tool like eve for espionage like real espionage hmm. and he died like and there was like big tribute to him and stuff like he in his real job he died and then they, there was tributes in Eve to this like legendary guy i this is second hand these are like stories from like the bomb cast talking about it cuz Patrick went to that one Eve thing i heard that but, like all these stories and rumors and stuff like from this dude from Ty yeah that they're basically true where it's like yeah. like yeah i know like i've been i've seen like these battles and stuff that have lasted 8 hours and i come back from work well, it's like effectively corporate espionage of like inter like, you know, getting infiltrating other corporations and getting high up in the ranks. And they'd be like, this was all a two year young long plan to make this a long con. Yeah. Yeah. Long cons all over the place. It's so weird. That's yeah. such a weird thing to include in a video game. And for the devs themselves to be like, no, we actively this. encourage this. Yeah. The only thing they said that they are looking more into now, maybe because like they want to actually make money like a wow or something. Yeah. And they want to keep people is that if there is griefing with no purpose that makes sense at all, then they will look into it. Whereas like, it's like this dude stole my ship that took me like three years of playing your game or whatever to get, they'll just be like, it's a game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fine. It's like, obviously, yeah, you, you want to hide that shit. Don't have like a, a really nice ship in that part of space. Are you crazy? It's like, oh, but, okay. but apparently if somebody's like maybe hacking so they know what your position is at all times. So every time you log in, you're dead mm. or something like they will look into that where they gain nothing from it. And they're killing newbies for nothing for no reason or something. Just bullying people like get out of our neighborhood. Like yeah. even that they probably would be like, no, they're doing like that's fine in the game because you're in their territory. But they're, like, leaving their territory just to kick you. Like, that makes no sense. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It seems like they're in a weird gray area that they don't even understand. Mm. I think it's cool. New Frontier? Internet? It's great. Yeah, quite literally. New Frontier. 
Uh, I guess backtracking a bit. Speaking of long cons, yeah, uh, Light Yagami is into those in Death Note. Okay, um, which I finished watching uh, this week, and uh, yeah, it's the best anime I've seen. Is it? It's it's, it's really good. Okay. It, yeah, like as a full story, it's like oh, it actually pays off. So it's better than e- Evangelion. Um, right. At least without demanding extra homework, essentially, of tracking down these movies and stuff. Like, it's just like, hey, there's like 37 episodes. Over the course of these 37 episodes, this concept and story will be told. Okay. And it's good. So I was like, wow, good job, you guys. That That's some impressive business right there. Like, there's some, like, characters here and there that rub people the wrong way. I can see why with some of them. Like... The show did get really weird for a bit there. Like I said, there's kind of a change in tone and stuff, and it gets kind of silly. That's kind of part of the long con, so it it felt okay at a point. It was like, okay, that makes sense why that happened. Um, yeah, so we talked at work a little bit about this, and I said you can like say what happens, spoilers or whatever. Like I won't say that you repeat yourself here, uh-huh. but at work you were saying. Well, this part that like was weird might have happened because he's actually playing them or something. Did that happen? I'm like what you think. had thought? That's well, like, like, oh, well, I mean, he erases his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the memory erasing thing was but, a long term scheme. And it's kind of right. That's that what that's what happen. you were saying. Yeah. So like, it like, did come full around and it didn't just like jerk off motion in your face no 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 it was it was definitely part of the whole thing um yeah light is a great villain like i was kind of thinking of like the joker or something at some point of just like it's almost like if you told a story from like the criminal's perspective for a good part of it for like the whole thing like he's just like a demented serial killer who has his delusions of grandeur and you are spending like 37 episodes with that guy and like there are there's like expert detectives trying to stop him. I guess you're Batman, but it's like from his warped perspective is the main default perspective. So it gets really weird. And just I don't know. It's uh it's it's good. It's good stuff. Occasionally funny, occasionally kind of just dark and sad. Uh, good. A tale was told and I I enjoyed it. Um <clears throat> and yeah, I don't know. Like there was maybe there was one really great supporting character that was only in like one episode. And I felt kind of bummed out about that because I was just like, oh, I wish that guy factored in more. You guys really nailed it with that guy. But that's like a minor quibble. And he still exists in that episode. That episode's still great. I guess that thing that said, though, like now that I've seen the whole mystery play out, like it's not so much a mystery. It's like you, the audience, have the inside knowledge of light is the bad guy. And it's kind of just seeing how does he get caught? Does he get caught? Do they figure it out? Does he just kill everybody? Like, what happens? You're just, like, seeing, like, kind of two sides throw nets at each other and that's try kind to of, close them. That's kind of the same feel you get from some of the seasons of Dexter, too. Okay, where he's kind of constantly one step ahead or dodging the law. Or, like, oh, it's so close. Like, Or one dude found out who he was, and you mm-hmm. can't kill him because, like, he... It's going against what he does. Like, he's not going to kill yeah, him. Like, Breaking Bad has kind of the same thing of just, like... That just makes for good television. <laughs> he's, like, so close to, like, people who could figure out who he was and everything would fall apart. 
but he's kind of dancing on the edge kind of thing. Like, yeah, this is that too. It also predates both of those shows. So, yeah, you know, plus supernatural weird stuff. And like this kind of core conceit of like the weirdest murder weapon ever where it's like untraceable, essentially, you just write it and it happens. And it's just like, well, how did, uh, oh, like, it's really frustrating. Like, it's it kind of, I like that it takes this like real world setting and then introduces this like bizarre supernatural thing. And like real cops have to like deal with this bizarre new factor. And it kind of has some of that too, of just like, well, everything we know about how to deal with stuff has to adapt now because this is a whole new thing. And it, it treats the absurd in a way that works. And I was pretty impressed by that too. So yeah, that is like the star piece of media for this past week of just cool. like that paying off was satisfying to see happen. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm going to probably leave it there. I'm sure there's other stuff. Like I rewatched some things. I watched Wolf of Wall Street again. Okay. Um, any feeling change on that? It's just kind of the impact of it is dull to the second time. So I wasn't as outraged the second time because I'm like, yeah, this is that orgy scene. Yeah, this is the part where he does that. Like, it's just kind of, yeah, like it's known now. Whereas before it was just like this assault on the senses of just like, man, this guy's just an asshole. He's throwing in my face. Now it's like, I know he's an asshole. I'm going to elect to spend time with this asshole and watch this movie again. And, you know, it in that way, like maybe it's easier to appreciate things that are good about it without it like feeling like it's attacking you so i think i like it but it's it's like it serves a very specific purpose of just like showing you greed gone like run amok and just like what if you were in this kind of cult of money earning and all you care about is how much money and power you can have and like it also just feeds these other obsessive quality like thirst like drugs and all this just to like an insane degree and it's kind of, yeah, a, an experience, I suppose. It It's it's good, but it's you have to, like, be ready for the movie to just kind of be obnoxious and yell at you for, like, three hours. But there's some really funny stuff that happens in it, too. Quaaludes. They, they do weird things to people. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess I feel more just, like, on apologize like just positive about it than i did the first time cool there's qualities there for sure and i wasn't as angry at the core story of jordan belfort as i was the first time um but yeah so that's that's media this week um for me and eve Mm -hmm. so i mean i've been playing payday as well but like that hasn't changed Mm -hmm. (laughs) so there's no point in talking about that Maybe since it's a birthday episode, I'll just uh, have a brief topic on that. Okay. I was like my prime birth, like primary like birthday party this time was basically just hanging out talking with like two or three people. Sure. And I really liked how that work played out. It was just like a long conversation for like hours. Sure. Over food and stuff. Like it was just fun. Like it was just a yeah. I I really had a good time, but it was just kind of this opportunity to just talk at length and not feel bad about it and just you know go go long form and it was yeah real cool like it's not like oh we need an activity we gotta go bowling we gotta go play laser tag it was just like no that shit sucks yeah it's like we just have food and 
things to say. Yay. I don't know. I was really happy with how that happened. Yeah. Today I went to a restaurant that is fast becoming one of my favorites in the city. Which one? Uh, It's that bistro I mentioned. Oh, okay. Sushi Bistro Anzu. Okay. Um, Yeah, like, I was like, man, I really like that thing I had last time, but I had two completely different dishes this time and was happy with them, too. So they just they're just batting a thousand right now. They're they're doing good stuff. And if you go early, like right when they open again for supper at like five, there's like nobody there. So that perfectly suits my kind of just quiet, chilling out kind of thing I want. Um, but, you Did know, you it's not the movie poster shop. No, because I already kind of got everything I needed there. Oh, OK. Last time. So I didn't go back for more movie posters. I just went for sushi. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, birthdays. It was a nice one. You know what else happened? What? Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, yes. That. <laughs> Sorry, when I say Comic-Con, I always mean that one. I forget that there's actual like other Comic-Con <laughs> conventions around the world or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of have this distinction of being the biggest one, but I don't know. It's yeah, I, I was getting a little like fatigued hearing some of the Marvel-y stuff coming out of there. Have you been hearing a lot from there? I don't know anything that happened there. Well, I love the IMDb app. So I'm always on that thing. See, I hated it ever since like I think it was two years ago. Yeah, I checked it and there was a news story about someone's dog dying. Yeah, and I uninstalled it because I was like, I don't fucking care about Good this for you. I still decide to dig through the garbage stories like that for like the few tidbits that I actually go like, that is actually some interesting movie news. Thank you. Is there anything like that that you can recall right now? Oh, man. Um, Well, actually, like there was that David Lynch show that got canceled like immediately and was on YouTube. And the IMDb app told me that, and I was delighted and watched it. Like, oh, okay. So, I mean, it, it's, like, super rare, but it occasionally pays off, which is like, oh, man, I didn't know that. Oh, sweet. Great. Whereas, yeah, like, th- this time it was just, hey, you know, Thanos is going to be in this, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 announced. Marvel don't care that that one's not out yet. It's a success. Come on down. And it's just like, yeah, it's like summer blockbusters have basically been planned until 2020 and i'm just like i don't i don't want to know what i'm going to be doing for the next six years like just let me be surprised and have fun so Mm -hmm. yeah it's like reading business notes or something i have no interest in doing that but there's like new trailers and stuff kevin smith tusk that looked interesting to me because it's got a podcaster character yeah he's I mean, that's not news to me. He's been talking about that for years. Oh, apparently, yeah. Yeah. Like, idea has been bantered around on the podcast. It sounds actually really dumb, so I really want to see how it goes. It, it sounded like, seeing the trailer, it's like, this looks like just human centipede, except the experiment is you are a walrus. And well, it sounds like, like it might have more of a, like, what Eli Roth does. Okay. Where it's just kind of like a weird... I... I want to say gory, like, comedy horror, in a way. Like, a dark comedy horror sort of thing. But, like, I don't... With Kevin Smith, I don't think it'll be gory. Overly, anyway. 
But, like, yeah. Eli Roth is the guy that did Cabin in the Woods and, like, Hostel and stuff, where there's kind of, like, a dark comedy sense to it. Well, not Cabin in the Woods. He did, uh... Not Cabin in the Woods. No, Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever, that's it. Yeah. 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 So, like, I'm thinking it's probably going to be that feel sort of yeah. thing. Whereas, like, there's some, like, kind of gross and, like, disturbing shit going on, but it's kind of ridiculous and dumb. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I was going to ask you a question, though. Haley Joel Osment's back, dude. Anyway, <laughs> I was totally happy about that. I was just like, he's just kind of this, like, you know, dude. This is 20-something dude. I was like, okay. Oh, it's Haley Joel Osment. Oh, man. I remember that guy. Anyway, okay, you were going to ask me something. Like, obviously, you've heard of the movie Boyhood. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you care about it? I think it might be interesting, but... The first thing people say is, like, it was filmed over, like, 12 years, dude. Like, I don't fucking care about that at all, really. Like, it's kind of a cool, like, exercise and what you could do with film is, like, it's the same people and we're going to film it for this long so it's real. Yeah. But at the same time, if it's boring, I'm not going to care. That's the thing. Like, no one really seems to be talking about, like, the story or what actually happens. Right. I don't know what happens. The Yeah, it's, like, the the behind-the-scenes story of how it was made is more interesting than what has been made, maybe. But I'm curious about it. We, I've actually been talking, that was one of the birthday topics, was like this movie and should we see it and stuff. Um, I think we're going to, I actively want to see it just to see what has been produced. Sure. Kind of judge what is there. Um, but yeah, it, it is kind of a thing where p- people are already saying like, oh man, this is a landmark film, it's incredible. This Oscar race starts right now. Well, when's the last time Linklater has done anything worth note? I liked Bernie, but I don't know if it's noteworthy. It's just good. Okay, I haven't seen it. It it I don't know. It's it's Jack Black in a perfect role for him as it's like a true story that happened in this small town where this dude married this much older woman and was just like loved by the community. Like everybody loved this guy. And this woman died under mysterious circumstances, and it's kind of like, well, he's probably a murderer. But the town is kind of so in favor of him just as, like, a community person. Like, he's such a nice guy that they basically can't be trusted with doling out justice for this thing that happened because everyone hated this lady. Like, it's just this weird case of, like, a crime that happened. Like, they had to basically import jurors from other places so they would be impartial. Because it was just like, no, Bernie's great. That old cow was horrible. So I don't care. Not guilty. And you're just like, okay, well, that's a mistrial. <laughs> we need to like actually think about this. So I don't know. It was it was a fun story. Like, but um, yeah. the the only thing that I'm looking at like the stuff he's done right now, and the only thing I in, actively enjoyed on here that I've seen is School of Rock. That was like ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Bernie's good though, dude. I'm saying I don't know. Scanner Darkly, he did that. Yeah, he's that's kind of that's that sucks. Waking Life. I I have not seen a lot of Richard Linklater movies. So Fair enough. I can't really like I, everyone loves Days and Confused. I haven't seen it, so I I can't really say. It's one of those. It's a teen movie for that era. Mm-hmm. So like. I mean, hey, do you want to see a bunch of stoners? No, then you won't like it. If you do, then you'll like it. Like, yeah, whatever. I mean, he kind of is responsible for Matthew McConaughey, and I've been liking that guy lately. So I don't know. 
that's, that's kind of where he came from. So you're basing all of like Matthew McConaughey's abilities on Linklater. No, I'm saying like he's who discovered him kind of thing, right? Right. Okay. Like his first noteworthy roles were Richard Linklater. So right. Thank, thanks. Thanks, Rich. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It is a bit. It, it's getting a lot of talk for sure. Is it getting Comic Con talk though? <laughs> like, is it related? No. No, oh, okay. I don't think so. It's just that on Top Down last week, somebody sent in a question that's like, Boyhood's amazing. Like, fuck you if you don't see it. <laughs> why would you be so aggressive about it? Right. They, it was like, have you seen it? Then why are you doing, like, why are you reading this? Stop, Go fucking see it doing. now. Yeah, Go it was, it. it was like, one okay, of those. Maybe so it's I'll just watch like, it. Like, just relax. Like, you know. Like, what people have to understand is that if you say something like that to me, fuck you, I'm never seeing it. Yeah, that is a super turnoff to that kind of thing. I know. Yeah. And it's not even that I don't think it's probably fine. Like it's probably even I will say it's probably even groundbreaking or interesting. Like it, just in its what it is. Well, it already is interesting. Yeah. And what yeah. it is. But like I I'll say it's probably great. Mhm. But if you say that to me, fuck you. I'm not going to see it just based on that because fuck you. Like why like it's more like why are you putting so much stock in your own opinion? Right. It, it's kind of like in Goodwill Hunting where uh, Robin Williams asked Matt Damon like or Matt Damon was saying that his father always gave him like the choice between the what was it the belt and the something else the hammer or something for when like he fucked up like mm-hmm. what he want to like what do you want me to beat you with boy sort of thing and it's like I always chose the hammer Robin Williams asked him why and his answer was because fuck him it's like exactly i'm choosing the hammer fuck you yeah i'm calling you out on a podcast you probably don't listen to you there you go this random boyhood fanatic no like i know who it is and i actually like the guy so i'm just kind of playing around but at the same time like if you actually want me to see something shut up about it say it once and maybe i will like plant plant the seed just like yeah Get 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 them curious a bit. Just be like, yeah, it's really really something. And you go oh, because really? as a sense right now, I kind of yeah. want to see Death Note, just from how you've talked about how you feel about it. Yeah, I'm not gonna like fight you. It's when just... people say I have to see Gurren Logan, I'm not gonna see it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of a delicate touch before you go too far. That's kind of what happened with Drive and me, of just like. No, I'm sure it's cool. It's got, you know, style and stuff. It looks nice. And then just like, no, dude, seriously, the fucking best movie ever. Okay, okay. Uh, just shh, I, I kind of want to see it. I'll, I'll check it out. No, it's like the best crime. To, it's like, okay, dude, now you've gone too far. You, you crossed it. I, I fucked that movie. And you're just like, really? Why are you so mad? I don't know. Because I listen to the idiot. soundtrack like all the time. It's My good. opinion on that movie is that it's way more boring than I thought I was led to believe it would be. Drive? Yeah. A lot less happens. Dude, nothing, nothing happens. There's like for a, a good hour and a half. Gunshot. Like, yeah, it's it's really under. Yeah. Well, because I didn't see it when it was. It's fact, all style. Like, it's just the style. It's just check out this guy's jacket. Check out this like sun soaked car. And you're just like, OK, well, He's I mean, drive like if people like had been listening to the podcast or like. He's going to stare at Carrie Mulligan and they're just going to kind of stand there and then we're going to move on. And you're just like, what was the point of that? 
Like if people if people have been listening for a while since like Movie Monks or whatever, mm-hmm. I think we were doing this already when Drive came out, right? Yeah, we've been doing this long enough. And um, I actually like if you progress through the podcast, I don't actually talk about it until maybe a hundred episodes later because <laughs> I watched it quite recently within the last two years, mm-hmm. and. Like, from all the hype and stuff and people saying, like, it's so good and stuff like that, I decided to watch it. I'm like, this is really boring. There's nothing going on. And then, like, it picks up a little bit, and I'm like, okay. Like, why was this so talked up? And I still don't understand it. And I think people that like that movie so much are probably just retards. The fascination with the character and the jacket, I never quite get. I don't get it because he's not a character. He stands there. He doesn't do anything. He's just a silent dude. And it's just like that, like, I I think I know what you're riffing on, which is like Dirty Harry or something, where he's kind of it like doesn't a, man work. a few words or something, like he's tough, the strong, silent type or whatever. But you've taken it to such a comic, like, degree that it's just stupid. Well, I, I don't think you mean Dirty Harry specifically. Maybe like the man with no name sort of thing. Well, sure. well what's Dirty, Dirty Harry says way more than like Man with No Name barely says fucking anything. I guess sure, okay, like one of those Clint Eastwood protagonists. Like, but like the difference is, okay, on one hand you have Drive, right? You have dude standing around stoic or whatever, looking tough or trying to look tough, whatever. Yeah, and then something happens and like you figure out he can maybe handle himself or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's later in the movie. Man with no name, there's just this dude in a poncho. You don't know what's really going on. He doesn't say anything. He kills everybody. <laughs> and yeah. that's basically every movie, like the whole movie, every movie. So it's like, no, it's cool when he does it because he is consistently proving that he doesn't need to talk. He will just kill everybody. Yeah. Whereas this guy is just standing there and then, like, hits somebody with a crowbar or something. You know what I mean? Like, something so, like, well, the not... driver has a hammer. Yeah, to, like just stomp like, on that guy. Oh man, he like totally messed up two dudes. You're just like, okay. Like, call me when he's taking out like an entire Spanish colony, I guess. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. Seen other characters do more, but I don't know. It, it's like, is it a parody? Like, is it trying to satirize the genre? Like, is that what people are trying to give it credit for? Of being like, no, it's like a subversion of action movie cliches. That's what some people say. I thought about that after, and I don't know if that holds water either. I think it's just like a bad execution well, of that. Like, you know, that it might... doesn't go either way. It's just like it's like a slow, stylish, boring action movie, or it's doing that on purpose to make fun of that. But it's I think it loves that stuff too because it wouldn't really have like those those moments wouldn't play at all if you didn't have like this kind of bench like bed of other things that it's like calling back to like 70s car movies and stuff like it's just also vanishing point sucks anyway okay what drive drive the soundtrack totally not in the barrel the movie itself i don't know it's it's on it's near family business sitting there for me sure barrels i mean i guess my thing is that like i watched it on netflix for free Mm -hmm. and i don't i wouldn't care enough to go out and like pick up a copy and then put it in a barrel. So it is so <laughs> under my radar of caring. Yeah. That it is still on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, it's not even it's not even worth the trip to put in the barrel. It's just there. Right. 
just leave it in a factory. Like, just and I guess it's not that I hate it. It's just that I don't understand why people loved it. Yeah, fair enough. But I think that'll do it this week. I mean, yeah, other than Tusk, honestly, like Comic-Con news was just like, here's some movie trailers and stuff. All this stuff's going to happen for this. This dude dressed as Spider-Man is asleep. It made me realize that... This was the Horns trailer, but... Uh, it made me realize that the people like I follow on Twitter talk a lot about stuff like video games and annoyingly like Walking Dead on Sundays when that's airing before I get to watch it or like Game of Thrones and stuff. Yeah. Nobody says shit about Comic-Con. <laughs> so I'm so... Outside of Meg64 who were there, like, yeah, it wasn't tons of SDCC business. Yeah. So maybe... I've pared down my list a lot, though, so... Maybe it's just this thing that, like, Comic-Con doesn't matter as, like, the place where you announce stuff anymore because people will... Like, the internet is a thing now, people. Sure. Like, like the fact things... that it happened at San Diego is just like, yeah, we uploaded this. From San Diego. I don't care. I'm just watching this new trailer. You released a new trailer. Right. Like, I'm watching this on Tested.com because I like that Will Smith guy. Yeah. Most of the, like, most of the world won't ever get to be at San Diego Comic-Con to see this happen in person. So it's effectively just this weird week where a lot of stuff gets put on the internet. You know, I used to like it. Like, I used to like wanting to go. Yeah. And I, now it just sounds like a nightmare, right? It really does because when every time I see like pictures of people in line and stuff, those are gross. Like those lines are disgusting. <laughs> like I was thinking, like our local Comic Con is getting bigger and bigger to the point yeah. where this year there was a point where there's like the cyanide and happiness dudes were there. Yeah, and Brittany wanted to pick up a book and get it signed. And you're just like, okay, we'll stop by their booth. To the, at the point where there's like an hour wait at a booth. That's where your convention's getting really crowded. And I, I can only imagine San Diego is like every booth is like that. Of just like, oh, yeah. you want to go in this booth? Yeah, wait here. And it's like, oh my God, are you serious? I just want to look at old video games. Yeah, it's a half hour wait. What? Like, it's a half hour wait to buy something? Fuck you. Yeah, like, it's like, I already paid to come into this exclusive flea market. So you're welcome. Like, I, I get to shop around now, right? Like, it, I don't know. if it, If it's like literally lines everywhere... That sounds just like, do you want to go to the local nightmare? Like, that sounds terrible. So It's actually yeah. making me want to go try, like, that anime con thing again. Odafest. Oh, yeah. Odafest, yeah. Like, smaller local cons. Yeah. Like, that might get, be okay. You get some of that con experience, but without all the headache of a giant con, because, I don't know, Daniel Radcliffe's over there. But the creepy feeling of, like, 12-year-olds in skimpy outfits. That that's everywhere now. That's just conventions. It's kind of true. I yeah. I don't know. There there is still something to be said about packs in this respect, because as annoying as it is when you want to go and like they sell out tickets in ten minutes or yeah. something, if you're one of the people that got the tickets, like they did it right. Oh, like they've capped attendance at a manageable level. Yeah, to the point where, like, if you want to go see Mega 64, there's maybe five people standing there, but it's not a line. It's just people hanging out. Mm. Like, or go see. There's not really lines for stuff unless it's like the exclusive Metal well, Gear Solid thing. <laughs> there, but. there are panels that totally reach capacity, and I think Mega 64 did. However, the PAX staff are really good at letting you know that. Like when yeah. we were when we were heading over to go to the Cards Against Humanity panel, it was like, oh, dude, no, like it's 
it's full. That filled up like, three hours ago. <laughs> yeah, and it's just yeah. like, oh, thank you, Pax Enforcer. We will go to this burrito place and enjoy our evening instead of wasting it thinking we're going to see something that we're not. And then it makes you wonder, why do I care about hearing Max Temkin talk? Well, that was much later, the, those revelations of just, well, that kind of just disinterest in that brand of comedy happened. But uh, uh, Yeah, fair enough. I like I, I have s- heard no further on the damning <laughs> yeah. things being said. So no, I, I haven't either. I'm kind of over it. I don't really care. That's their yeah, business to work out. My thing is that, like, I was thinking about it a little bit. Cards Against Humanity is getting a lot of popularity for a certain amount of people that made it when really the comedy and the fun in that game comes from your friends. It doesn't come from them because anybody can write like a big black dick on a card. It's just that how your friend played it is how what makes that experience fun. Yeah. So they really found a good way to kind of get famous or like money off of people like friendships or like people having a good sense of humor when they had to do nothing mm-hmm. to the point where their panel is suggest a card so we can make money off of it. You fucking retards. Like, I don't know. I'm so I, I, the, past the, it's caring. weird. Like the most recent panel was effectively awake for Ryan Davis. Uh, I, I watched it. I, you know what? If there was anything I wanted that panel to be, they did it at least because yeah. who fucking cares what, this like white mage dressed up person in the front row thinks is funny for a card. Nobody, nobody yeah. cares what you think. You retard. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then the one a couple years ago was just like the Ryan Davis comedy hour. And it was great. Right. Cause everything that man touched was gold. Tribute. But now he's dead. He is just like comedy. We got actually, a soldier on. Actually, you know what? Comedy died a long time ago. This was just another nail in the coffin. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. You were talking about George Carlin today, right? Yeah. He died a long time ago. There's a whole bunch of people that died a long time ago that were funny. So who would have thought comedy would be the most depressing of all? Yeah. Anyways, well, on that note, have a good week. <laughs> on Burning Barrel. Once again, this has been Nathan and Paul. Two Albertans talking about life. The comedy hour. Pow. See you later. If I had a rubber chicken or something. Those don't really make sounds. Hey, can I do a quick, like, movie break? Sure. Um, Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, uh, God. Oh, yeah, God. I watched that movie. And, like, I was thinking about this. I, I forgot about it for the regular cast because it was a while ago. But I don't know how to, like, in this context of putting it in the barrel. Like, it's just, it's one of these things where it's like, well, it was, like, made in there. Like, it it came from there. <laughs> Right, it's you know, Oscar. It was born in the in the gar- burning barrel. Like, like 
Oh, it, it was the b- barrel was already burning, so it's not just like throwing a match into this guy's home. It's like no. I was born of the fire. You only rented it. Yeah, like it's <laughs> just like this was never going to be like, oh man, this is great stuff. Like it it was so bad, but that's kind of its own quality of like was it entertainingly train wrecky terrible? And yes, it was. So yeah, it has its own kind of criteria, I guess, of like if you have friends who have an appetite for bad movies, Garbage Pail Kids, the movie, fits of just like sloppy screenwriting, ridiculous scenarios, horrible costumes and makeup, and just like insanely stupid stuff. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, the same night, I watched Sleepaway Camp for the first time. Yeah. And that movie, I was actually like, I've heard this kind of like trashy, you know, like stabathon type fun from the 80s, like whatever. Um, I was maybe a little impressed with it sometimes in ways here and there. Okay. I mean, it's it's like summer camp uh, slasher movie. Like there's there's knife murders happening and other murders like a hornet nest that has insane amounts of hornets in it. Like way too many. Um. The one quality I guess I'll just level at it is Friday the 13th is ostensibly set at a summer camp, but it did nothing to remind me of what summer camp was like. Like, it's just not accurate. It's wrong. <laughs> it's just like yeah. that That was not what summer camp was. It's like, yeah, you know, like you and the counselors would hang out and have sex and then you just kind of hang around at the camp and there were cabins. Right, like, I want to go to this camp. You're just like, that's not what we did. And like sleepaway camp is like, yeah, there are counselors and you guys gather at the lodge for meals and then you go play capture the flag. Like there's actually effort put into making this seem like a regular week of camp. And meanwhile, there are murders going on. So I don't know. I kind of appreciated that of like and the first couple murders are kind of explained by the camp director is like, well, that was an accident. And I don't want to shut down the camp because this is my livelihood. So he's kind of unraveling in his own way. And I don't know. They just kind of put care and attention to that kind of stuff. Ultimately, though, I mean, that movie, the thing people talk about is the fucked up end scene. And, man, that face is so creepy. And I didn't like it. was just weird. Do you remember the ending of that movie? I don't. It's just like. Is that the the one where, like, she's a dude or something? That is, like, the ultimate twist, which is kind of just not a factor. Like, it doesn't matter, but they treat it like that. But I guess also that movie kind of plays, like, oh, who's doing the murdering? And it's pretty apparent, like, the whole movie. Like, maybe it's that traumatized person from, like, the first scene in the movie. Yeah, it was. Okay? That's not what that movie does well at the end. It just, it's like, that movie ends on a moment where the killer is caught in the act, and everyone like the lights go on essentially and it's like look who it is and then their face is just frozen in this like freaky ass horror expression okay i just looked it up on google actually yeah yeah how is that not a meme i don't it's too fucking horrible i don't know it just ended (laughs) on that moment and then it just cuts to like credits it's just like holy shit like that movie new to end on its most shrill note it had and then it just goes out like it just drops the mic when it needed to and it was just like i was not like scared or anything like the whole movie and then it was just like oh what was that 
and a movie. So good for them. Like they had no budget and it was like well after Friday the 13th already exists and stuff. Like this was a me too slasher movie, but it actually has a thing. So good job. Sleepaway camp. You did it. Um, my DVD of it is terrible though. It's like a VHS transfer. There's like, there's like tracking lines forever etched on that DVD. So yeah, great. But um, yeah, the, like, whatever the ultimate twist and stuff, who cares? But yeah, that moment of just freaky, weird face is that's justifies an 80 minute slasher movie. Good job. So there you go. Movie minute. I had I to fe- shoehorn. I feel like I have to make that the episode picture. Oh, Jesus. OK, <laughs> I'm like, like well, I'm like never going to the site again. Yeah, it's like it's. It brought up like kind of memories of like the way Angel Heart ends on a moment like that too. I've been meaning to watch that movie again, but it's just like end on your most awful note that you have, and then just leave. Like that's how those two movies decide to go, and it's like, well, thanks, you etched that into my head forever. But like maybe I'm remembering it worse than it is. Don't put it on your fucking Skype. I'm shrinking your. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> that like... that wasn't even an idea that popped in my head until you said it. Now I want I know. you. No. God damn it. It's just me alone with this TV. Leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> it's just me alone with this TV. <laughs> Alright. I just Whatever. typed in Angel Heart Ending looking for like what you're maybe talking about. Is it an image? It's just a face. It's fucking freaking... I... I don't know what happened to me, but like I must have been like seven and turned on TV, saw some weird ass face. Is there this like... like face with like the yellow eyes? Yeah, dude, I don't like that shit at all. Okay. When I saw See, the intro that... to Goosebumps, I fucking hated it and turned it off. Okay. I agree with you with the Goosebumps thing first and foremost. Yeah, but dude. this one doesn't bother me like at all. The Sleepaway Camp one does actually. Okay, maybe it's worse than yeah. Like, I haven't seen Angel Heart in a while. Like, it's also partially context of the movie, maybe, where it, that's a note it can end on. But, yeah, even thriller shit, I don't like weird eyes, dude. It's just, like, that... <laughs> it's the window into, like, just... That is my least favorite imagery, is just the eyes are wrong. It it gets right in my head. I don't like it. What about so, Large Marge? What is that? Or was it Large Marge? What did he say? Yeah, I think it was. What is that? Big Adventure. I haven't seen that movie. Will it bother me? Okay, so you know what Pee Wee's Big Adventure is, right? Yeah, it's Pee Wee Herman. He's got a bike or something. I don't know if that was that one. It, it like, gets stolen or whatever. I think that might be the one. Okay. Maybe. Anyways, there's, there's like, a three to five minute part in that movie, which is, like, just... The whole movie's based for kids or whatever, right? Well, the yeah. same thing Pee Wee Herman does, where it's sure, like... Pee Wee's Playhouse. Kind, kind, kind of, of weird, yeah. innuendo-ish, adult humor, but, like, made for kids, kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. There's a part where he hitches a ride with, uh, with um, a, like, semi-truck driver. Yeah. And she's reta- regaling the tale of Large Marge, or whatever, who, like, died in a accident on this road or something. Oh, okay. And there's and it's kind of creepy the way she's saying it and stuff. 
And then she's like saying, like, I saw the wreckage or whatever. Her face looked like this. And then it's just like this terrifying claymation face. What? <laughs> that like as a kid, it is the most terrifying, unnerving thing that you have ever seen because this is Pee Wee's movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's just like, okay, I'm going to find it quickly. All right. I found it here. I'm going to go ahead and put it into uh <laughs> I'm not fucking looking at it, dude. Leave me alone. No. <laughs> No, no, you have you have to look at this once. Oh Christ! No, I should see it in its original context. I don't want to see it right now. I don't know what's on the other end of this link. I don't like this. Okay, I'm not gonna link it to you then. Okay, this internet game. What I will what I will do is that when we're done the questions, I will keep it rolling, and I will send you. A, I'll find a link to like that part in that movie. Oh jeez. Okay. And then we'll record your reaction. <sighs> okay. It's only it's seriously like only a two minute part. Okay. But it is it is as a kid, life scarring. Oh dude. I guess another example which totally worked and people do bring up a lot is the Fellowship of the Ring Bilbo shit. Oh like, dude, yeah. What the fuck? Like it was like you're just watching this fantasy movie and then it's just like what oh, oh. Like, in Why that did his regard, face literally change? In it's... that same movie, who was it now that was... Um... Galadriel? Yes. She gets yep. all weird when she's yep. <laughs> seeing the future. I know. It's like there were two parts in that movie that just like get my back up. And it's just like, this is a fucking swords and sorcery whatever. But it's just images, man. Face distortion. I don't like, like doing the that. Fr- the first time I saw that part with like Gladriel or whatever, it was kind of like, "Whoa, this is weird," but yeah. like, whatever. The second time, I was in Red Deer visiting a friend for a week, mm-hmm. and like we had we went to go see this movie with his friend who had never seen these movies. Yeah, it, like, and we got so high <laughs> before going to the theater. Yeah, and like just that part when you're stoned is the most life-altering terrifying thing she's you will, like yelling at you she's, she's yelling so at you she's turning into a cartoon like <laughs> so weird yeah or now i'm thinking like mass effect has the weird like seeing eyes thing where like an asari will open her eyes and then they're pure black like they're just shark eyes now oh yeah 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 i don't like it like it's just like no close your eyes, open them, and now they're different eyes. Like, that's just not... That's not how it's supposed to be. Like, yeah. Any example of it just doesn't... Doesn't do well with me. It's the worst kind of, like, body horror trickery weirdness you can do. You realize, like, you should be expecting people to be tweeting. I know, right? My Twitter feed's over now. It's just like, I'm gonna... Oh, what's going on? (laughs) Oh, it's just the fucking sleepaway camp face. Everybody's icon is it now i'm in a nightmare oh yeah i screwed up but hey internet <laughs> i shared that with you the thing you never do is and tell the, the internet is, your fears we're gonna be posting this days later so i'll like forget about it <laughs> sit quiet i'm just like hey i'm on the way home from work whatever what's going on oh no <laughs> like uh, okay do me one favor yeah there's a picture here, and, like, you shouldn't be afraid because the link is literally scaryforkids.com. So, like, Jeez. it's a kid's it's a yeah. kid thing. 
No, but dude, that's like formative times. No, but like this is, this is kind of goofy in a way. I'm Click on, on that light. link and tell me if it's actually scary to you or I'm not. Tur- I'm turning on this light. Okay. <laughs> I need You're it. Turning on a light. I need it. Okay. Uh. No. Right. Okay. So like. That's okay. That's like, like a. Ster- like stereotypical a thing, yeah. Stereotypical eye things is like fine. Then, well, like, like that's just like the whites of the eyes reflecting, like that's like animal eyes, kind of. Sure, thing, right? like that's that's okay, but okay. Like, lo- like... like regular animal eyes, like again, the Goosebumps dog, I don't like. It's just the music hits at the perfect time and everything. It's just like I don't know. It, okay. I've, I've seen it since, and it's super cheesy. What but... about that picture? See, I think that picture is hilarious. Yes. It's I don't know so about good. Ho- I don't know about hilarious, but it's... Look at his face! He's so happy! <laughs> is that just, like, they're bugging out, kind of? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not alarmed by this picture. Right. Okay, so, like, it's a very specific thing, then. Sure, sure. Okay, so it's not eyes. It's the changing of the eyes. Maybe, yeah. Like, one second they're normal, then they're not, is part of it. But, like, I don't know what's with the sleepaway camp eyes. It's, like, just the whole face is just really intense. And, like, frozen moment of, like, oh, no, I'm caught kind of thing. And I, I don't know. It's and like the something. the open mouth. Yeah, it's just good. You know, again, good on them for doing that. Like that's their genre, but blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I just realized I'll probably cut this part out that we're talking right now and okay. put it at the end of the actual podcast. Okay, this that is, makes way more sense. This is a segment for that, but yeah. okay. Okay, so um, back to the voicemails. What is, what is lar- this thing you sent me? It, it's Large Marge. It's that part. Okay. I'm recording this, so let's see if you freak out. You probably won't. It's ridiculous, like, as an adult. Well, maybe. It's just, it might be one of those things like, <laughs> whatever, and then later you still remember it or something. It's that I remember it clearly. I don't like that. Like what? How they stick into your head, you know? You remember them at weird times. Yeah. Oh, this is, like, hitchhiking? Yep. So, Pee-wee, like, he's getting a truck for me right now. He's got his little bindle, because he's hitchhiking. Okay, has he gotten in the truck for you yet? Yeah, he just got in. Okay. We're roughly at the same part. Close the door. Thanks for stopping. Okay. Large Marge dialogue. Yeah. 
Pee-wee looking scared or worried. Just that it immediately goes into it. <laughs> There's no like, hey, hello. No. Just now that you're in my truck, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Pretty great, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like for a split second you get I don't know, Frankenweenie or something. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, weird, that's a large weird, march. Though. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 